0: Hello, welcome to the Friday, September 4th, 2020 edition of the Sand Center Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. In today's diary, Xavier is talking about code that he found in Python scripts that are used to detect if the code runs inside a sandbox or a debugger. And one pretty neat trick he found was code that actually checks the external time using an NTP server. So this is supposed to, for example, detect if uh, the code is being stepped through at a slower speed and sometimes sandboxes will actually accelerate execution. Sandboxes only have a limited amount of time to run a particular code sample. So they often move a time forward to for example detect code that only runs let's say after half an hour or an hour and still only have to run the code for five minutes. So what this particular sample does is it just checks the time using an external time server then it sleeps five seconds and then it connects to the same time server again checking how much time actually If more or less time passed, then it knows it ran in an artificial environment and of course it will now not run or crash or uh, do whatever else uh, to make the analyst's life difficult or the sandbox's life difficult. Another trick found in the same script, which actually an older trick and quite common, is to check how many CPUs are present in a system. Well, there are no real single core CPUs anymore other than maybe in virtual machines. And so if only one CPU is present, this usually means that the process is running in a virtual environment. And yes, a Chrome for Android finally gets uh a on the DNS over HTTPS or DOH bandwagon. Now, lots has been written about it and I've talked about it a couple times. Just wanna put some things a little bit in perspective because I think that entire DNS over HTTPS game, while I'm not a fan of it, is sometimes, well, a little bit overdone when it comes to expressing the risks associated with it. All it really means is that you now have new API to send HTTPS requests. If you're currently not able to intercept TLS, then this doesn't really make a difference because there are dozens, if not hundreds, of different APIs that an attacker could use to send data and receive data over TLS and you probably already have lost when it comes to the exfiltration game. DNS over HTTPS doesn't really make a difference here. If you are able to intercept TLS, then it's not difficult to intercept DNS over HTTPS and you'll be able to inspect that traffic just like any other TLS traffic. So in the end, yes, you will hear more about malware and such that they take advantage of this protocol, but in the end, it's not really a game changer, and attackers just like to play with new toys. In the end, you're probably still better off uh, doing something like uh, exfiltrating data over a webmail service, service like Dropbox and the like, because that's going to get much less likely detected via traffic analysis and techniques like this than DNS over HTTPS. I mentioned twice this week, I believe, uh, denial of service attacks. Uh, one was the attack against the New Zealand stock market and also some of uh, the reflective attacks we have seen taking advantage of exposed LDAP servers. This has been a real big problem these last couple of weeks. And according to the FBI that released an alert this week, it is associated with a group that does use these DDoS attacks to extort a ransom from affected and it is. These attacks can get quite large uh, in the range of uh, 200 gigabytes to a couple of terabytes according uh, to some reports. Now ironically it depends that actually a couple of organizations weren't aware that a ransom note was sent because it ended up in the spam folder which probably maybe just as well. It's always highly recommended not uh, to uh, respond to these kind of ransom demands because it just uh, then causes copycats to send yet another ransom so you'll just keep on paying the criminals may as well pay some anti-DDoS service the same amount of money. And yesterday I mentioned uh, the vulnerability in Cisco's Jabber client appears to be more severe than I uh, made it out uh, yesterday. Watchcom, a Norwegian security company, released additional details. They call it definitely a warmable. So uh, certainly something to pay attention to Well, in the CVSS score of 9.9 kind of uh, tells the story here that this is not something that you should Wait a long time to pack. And well, uh, the zipped for today. And we have a long weekend here in the United States uh, with uh, Labor Day on a Monday. So I'll talk to you again on Tuesday.